That's what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Eva. And today we are talking about Babysitter's Club book number 13, Claudia and the New Girl. Before I reread this for the podcast, I remembered there was a girl called Ashley. She dressed weird. Somebody made a sculpture of a traffic light. And there was kind of a weird inconclusive ending where Claudia kind of fell out with Ashley and kind of didn't. And all of that was pretty accurate, except that the traffic light sculpture never happened. (laughs) Um, What about you guys? What did you remember? I remembered the name Andrew Wyeth. I actually thought that Ashley Wyeth was canonically related to him as opposed to just, this is the first place I ever heard of Andrew Wyeth. Um, Uh, as opposed to just the name, but I remembered both Ashley Wyeth and Andrew Wyeth. I remembered her mad hippie clothes, which actually are more like early grunge, really. Mm. Um, yeah, she's like f- four years ahead of her time. Yeah, she's going to be really on trend very soon. It's it's <laughs> impressive. Um, so yeah, I remembered that. I remembered that Claudia made friends there or, and forgot about her other friends. And I remembered that I fucking hated this book. <laughs> I, I did not care about Ashley. I did not care uh, to read about the people I liked, i.e. the babysitters falling out. I, that's not my thing. Um, and um, I did not understand why Claude made the decision she did in that book mm-hmm. when I read it when I was 10. I have yeah. some theories now. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, at the t- yeah, no, I just, this is one that I remember very little of because I didn't reread it often because I hated it. Yep, I'm, I'm, I concur on all that stuff. I think I remembered Ashley and her being super into art with a capital A, um, and just a general bad vibe. That said, I think I've read this a few times. This wasn't one of the ones that I was like, I'm just going to read it for completeness sake and that's it. Cause, you know, a lot of the romantic ones were so cringy <laughs> that it, I was one and done. But this one, I think, um, I read a few times, but yeah, there is, there's, there's a, teeth grindy quality to some of the interactions in this that I was like, I remember this. And I think that's what we're going to have when, yeah. I, when I read this again. <laughs> um, and I remembered that she did a partial sculpture that won a prize. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or that got an honorary mention, not a full yeah. prize. That was where I learned the phrase honorary mention, actually. Oh yeah. That's probably me too. And also definitely I, I remembered the name Andrew Wyeth. And on every time I've heard that ever subsequently, I've been like, Babysitter's Club something? <laughs> I have most definitely every time I've heard of Andrew Wyatt since then thought about this book. Every single yes. time. I didn't study <laughs> art history or anything, admittedly. So it doesn't come up too often, but for sure. When I think about how to spell the word pharaoh, I think of this book. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, because Claudia catastrophically misspells it in the first chapter. <laughs> I, I think I just can't spell the word pharaoh. <laughs> It's a tough one. It is a, it's a hard one. P-H-A-R-A-O-H. Oh, I didn't know how to spell the word. I probably learned yeah. it by reading it this week, to be fair. <laughs> oh yeah, this was your assigned reading for the week and you it benefited was. from it. Very important. There you go. There was one burn from Christy, or not a very sick one, but it was certainly <laughs> an attempt anyway, um, towards the end of the book that I reread and was like, oh God, I remember this had me very confused for many years afterwards. Um, but we can get to that down the line. We, I, I, Yeah, I want to talk about those notes a lot. They're very fun. <laughs> Excellent. Can I just say that my takeaway point from this whole book is that my recollection of all the books has been kind of rose-tinted so far um, and that the, the, the babysitters spend way more time being just 
assholes to each other than I remembered. <laughs> yeah, I I thought they got on better than they do. Yeah, and there are there are a few books. In fact, it's not that uncommon for them to have giant fallings out and treat each other really badly. Yeah, and you think of them as a fairly idealized portrait of teenage friendship, whereas actually it's just a normal portrait of teenage friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this is exactly what like 12, 13 year old friendship is like. Everything is a giant drama. And as soon as there's a disagreement, you basically bully the other person. Yeah. And they just bitch at each other a lot. Everyone is atrocious at like navigating awkward yeah. social moments, you know. My, my overall actual feeling about this book as a kid was that I didn't really know how to feel about it. Because there isn't, Ashley's kind of a douche, but she isn't really a full on villain. Yeah. And as, like, as a kid, I liked things to be very clear cut, like yes. good guys mm. and bad guys. And like the good guys are jerks in this and the bad guy is kind of a jerk as well, but she's not actually that much worse than the good guys. Everyone's just kind of a jerk and it's kind of mm -hmm. inconclusive. And yeah. I think I, I didn't reread this one much because I just didn't really know how I was meant to feel about everybody at the end. I think with mine it was a little more I was similar but I think it was a little more I was genuinely confused. I honestly could not have told you when I was 10 or 11 why anybody in this book did what they did. Like mm. I just was perplexed mm -hmm. by all of it. This book baffled me. It bored me and I didn't understand it. I actually like it a lot more now at 37 with a slightly more comprehensive grasp on human behaviour. Mm -hmm. But when I was 11, this was just, why is this book? Yeah. Ashley is weird. I don't understand her or why she's doing... That said, I was probably similarly weird, but I just didn't understand anything that she did. I didn't really understand why Claudia went along with it. And mm. I really didn't understand why everyone in the Babysitter's Club was such a colossal bitch about it. Mm. Yeah, I think um, the <clears throat> on rereading it, the um, Claudia's motivations are quite well spelled out, mm -hmm, and yeah. she's she seems to be pretty. Um, she has a pretty good understanding of why she went along with Ashley uh, as much as she did. Yeah, um, Ashley herself is very strange to read, and I still find her like. You know, I have an arts degree. Um, yeah. I have met pretentious people. I've been a pretentious person. Maybe <laughs> I still am. <laughs> but her level of pretension is really off the charts for like, you know, a college undergraduate, let alone a 12 year old. So I'm just wondering if this is a like a thinly disguised portrait of someone Anna Martin knows. <laughs> <laughs> she has powerful first year arts student vibes. And oh, like yeah. guy in your MFA vibes. Oh, big time. She's not even achieved puberty yet <laughs> i know like she's a puzzle yes but she has been uh a, she has been a student at a prestigious art school so mm -hmm. well yeah i mean puberty what's puberty to that if she hung out <laughs> with people who were a lot like literally if she used to sit sit at the local dive bar with all the other college students pretending to be overage then maybe there's just there's one line where um she says to Claudia, I only spend time on people with talent. I'm like, you don't fucking know what talent is. You're 12. <laughs> You're you, child. You've still got Barbies. Okay. You, you, she, she, she probably, probably doesn't. doesn't. Or she's used them in an installation. Yeah. She's incorporated all of their heads into a mixed media piece. <laughs> um, but no, like, 
she just she's too young for this level of um Yeah, I think this is a very high school story. Yeah. Yeah. Now if they were eighteen, yes, okay. Yeah. Yes. Even sixteen. Even yeah, 16. sixteen I could see it. But yeah, at thirteen it's just a bit what? Like at at the risk of sounding like Stacy actually is from a big sophisticated city. So yeah. maybe we're meant to buy that she's a bit precocious because of that and she's clearly got notiony parents. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, she's just she she is acting hilariously older than her age and just not pulling it off. I'm trying to count how many of the kids we went to school with Esther who had artist parents. <laughs> it was like most of them. None of them were this insufferable. <laughs> they were all perfectly normal. Well, exactly. Yeah, like um like especially yeah, so one guy we were at school with has a dad who is a like a serious Irish artist who's um like I would, I would love to have a lot of his paintings, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I've won, though. I actually have one that was given as a wedding present, which I love. Um, but yeah, so they are not remotely pretentious, any of them. And like the dad kind of trots down to his studio in the garden to produce these fucking masterpieces. <laughs> like, um, and they're, they're just kind of an ordinary family. And like, it just doesn't seem very believable, but maybe, maybe the New York art scene is not the same as the Dublin art scene. Yeah, I'm like, probably not. I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. I mean, the, 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 any, the, the New York anything scene is probably not much like the Dublin anything. Okay, yeah, scene. that's fair. <laughs> I mean, Ireland is too small to have proper subcultural divisions. Um, yeah, that's true. It's, it's big enough to try, but not big enough to succeed. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. We we don't really our tribes don't separate. We tried to have a church and a state, but you know they just wound up being the same thing. <laughs> hey, we're getting better. Hey, we're getting better. Very slowly. We're working on that. We're working on it. <laughs> so yes, on the subject of art, um, let's talk about the cover briefly. <laughs> The UK cover. I think we all feel that the GCSE art student who's doing these covers is actually getting better. Yeah. Mm. Claudia has a recognisable face with mm-hmm. facial features and stuff. I, I do still detect some possibly terror or hesitancy <laughs> in terms of actually indicating the colour of her skin. Yes. It, mm-hmm. Like, she's still sort of hasn't quite been finished, but they definitely mm-hmm. made a bit of an attempt at it this time, rather than oh, yeah, no, it's her much, like, much better. literally white. Mm-hmm. Ashley has a suitable aura of menace, like she's really <laughs> looming over Claudia and she's not happy looking. Um, she looks like she's had several divorces. Um, she's in no way 12 or 13, but she does look kind of like an asshole. So yeah. I think this is one of the more successful covers. And suitably hippie-ish. And, you know, yeah. I have to say, yeah. she doesn't look 12 or 13, but she also doesn't have Christie's sort of fifty something haggardness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um well done. <laughs> I'm impressed that the artist in this one at least read the book and has the correct characters yes. for the scene. Like this is a scene that actually takes place in the book where Claudia is sculpting a hand and Ashley is having a good old loom over her um and critiquing her work. It it it's a thing that happens in the book. And uh Ashley's clothes are suitably hideous. Um there is a <laughs> Now, I think if this was any other book, I'd be like, oh my God, what is she wearing? Ugh, the artist. I'm like, no, in this case, this is pretty true to the description of actors. Yeah, this is just canon. Yeah. It's like a crazy 70s print, but it doesn't have a repeating pattern. (laughs) It just changes from piece to piece. I don't know what that's called. Maybe she painted it separately. 
I don't know. Anyway, it's a uh, it's really bad. You should look it up. Yes, Claudia has grey streaks in her hair, which I c- oh, yeah. I can uh, hardly critique, but um, is maybe <laughs> a little bit surprising <laughs> for a thirteen year old. I I don't think it's hypocritical of you, Karen, to point out that thirteen year olds typically don't have grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia is sculpting a hand, which is just it's meant to be clay, but it looks like a zombie hand. <laughs> it does a bit. Yeah, it it is a it is. It's just reaching upward in a very sort of beseeching way, like, Claude, why did you bring me to life? Yeah. I did not consent to this. Um, and Ashley's like, yes, <laughs> keep going. You'll get the rest of the zombie any minute. Yeah, it's just, um, it, it, it's just, it's still the GCSE art student. They are improving, but that's the best we can say. If they keep at it, they might pass their GCSE. <laughs> What if Anna Martin did these? <laughs> then I'll feel really bad, but I really don't think she did. <laughs> so I guess we should run through the plot. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it's, it's pretty brief. It's fairly brief, yes. But we start with Claudia being very bored and distracted in class and thinking about flies more than is probably healthy. <laughs> I did laugh at that bit. I thought that was kind of funny. It was. It was. Claudia's internal monologue is kind of distinctive compared to some of the other girls and I think I agree she's yeah. kind of slightly pissed off all the time <laughs> which yes. I think is quite justified but uh she's definitely more easily distracted I think I quite like the way that that's represented but yeah she's um she's like do you flies have family reunions I'm like yeah I've been in classes that are like that I'm, yeah <laughs> I can relate yeah I've yes had I mean like that I love her wondering how do they have family reunions because family reunions are usually picnics and how do you tell which flies have turned up for the reunion and which ones have just crashed to land on the food? Yes. <laughs> That's very charming. It's an like important that. question. Yes. She's imaginative and great. And I like mm-hmm. I, I like Claudia a lot mm-hmm. more now as an adult than I did as a judgy 10-year-old. Yeah, no, this is it, her her inner monologue and this is genuinely quite like winning. Mm-hmm. Um and her distraction has apparently ruined her teacher's day, which makes Claudia feel a little bit bad, but also kind of drunk on power. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can I can relate to that. Yeah, you 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 don't go handing this out to your students. I'm pretty sure that like English teachers learn not to, not to be that vulnerable in front of the teenagers. I don't know. It fits with that teacher that gave Christy an essay on decorum because she was happy that the school day was over. I think those oh, yeah. teachers are just very sensitive. They're very touchy-feely, aren't they? They are. Yeah. So then in the middle of the class, um, a new girl turns up. We will get into all the outfits later, but hilariously, Claudia... Her only frame of reference is she saw a bizarre movie called Woodstock about this rock <laughs> concert and it was full of people who her parents called hippies and Ashley looks just like one of them. And I mean, the 60s were only like 20 some years ago when this was being written. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like Anna's overcompensating for her whole 60s culture transposed into the 80s thing. And now Claudia, like has to explain to the reader what a hippie is because obviously no normal child knows what a hippie is anymore. I feel like Claudia would probably know about fashion history though. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's, she's really into fashion and it's also quite adjacent to art history. Mm-hmm. So but like, I, yeah, I feel like this is an unnecessary amount of explanation for why Claudia knows what a hippie <laughs> is. The one thing that did occur to me was that maybe it was super gauche to be wearing um, 
the most recently unfashionable time period of clothes. That's a point. Do you know the way yes. that like certain things that were big in the the early 2000s now? Um, I don't know. I'm probably still wearing some of that stuff. Like but... super low jeans with a thong poking out the top. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm not, not that. <laughs> I, I didn't wear those in, the, yeah. super, in, in, in the early 2000s. So, no, I uh, didn't wear them either, but no, girls who were fashionable wore them. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. There's, there is a certain period where it looks dated and then after mm-hmm. that it looks retro. Yeah. That is 100% a thing. Yeah, I feel like there's loads and loads of BuzzFeed type articles on that kind of stuff. Yes. Things we all wore in 2001. Yeah. The butterfly clips and what have you. Yeah. Guys with frosted tips. Yes. Frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, those are so dated, they're probably already back at this point. I think they're starting to come back. So yeah, I guess that's what Ashley's doing. She's dressed like, it's 20 years old. It's it's out of fashion, but it hasn't quite become fashionably retro yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Claudia's mind is blown. And she's just overall completely astonished at the fact that a new girl has arrived even though she admits Dawn and Stacy were both new girls within the past year and she did not Mm -hmm. lose her shit over them to this extent but she's very 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 excited at the sight of Ashley this is (laughs) most definitely the thing that I think at the age of 10 I didn't notice and this time I'm just (laughs) there is no heterosexual explanation for this there really isn't is there (laughs) like yeah, I've got a couple of quotes highlighted here. So they Ashley sits down next to Claudia and they're doing a spelling test, but Claudia can't concentrate because she just keeps looking at Ashley and she can't stop looking at her and thinking about her and wondering if she's related to Andrew Wyeth. <laughs> yeah, then Ashley goes, they don't have any other classes together. Uh, so Ashley goes off to her next class. Before I went to my class, I glanced once more at Ashley's retreating figure. I knew that somebody <laughs> very different had walked into my life. I had that one written down too, yes. <laughs> While she's looking at her leave. Yeah. <laughs> she hates to see her go, but she loves to watch her exactly. leave. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I probably would have had a very different take on this if I'd read it when I was maybe 14 mm-hmm. as opposed to an utterly romance oblivious 11 year old yeah like so she comes home and she talks to Mimi and she says uh to Mimi that she's met this girl called Ashley and they've only talked briefly but she has this really powerful feeling that they're going to be friends and Mimi responds yeah this sounds like when I met your grandfather and instantly fell in love with her (laughs) (laughs) and Claudia's like yeah cool glad you understand (laughs) again there's no heterosexual explanation (laughs) well Actually, um, yeah, not to be too, like, heteronormative about this, but I wonder if in early versions, maybe Ashley was a guy. Maybe. <laughs> like, like up to this point, and then she's like, no, you know what, a female character fits better, but I don't need to change the copy, it's fine. <laughs> well, actually, I was so, going to go with, Anna Martin is gay. Yes, Maybe that's she true, just actually. was like, you know when you're, like, that age, and there's these blurred lines between friendship and crushes? Yeah. And mm, maybe yeah. Anna Martin was remembering back to being 13 and just remembering one of those blurry ones, yeah. you know? That's pretty compelling. Yeah, like, I'm, I would be curious to know, like, obviously she wasn't out at this point. I'm wondering if she, like... Did she know she was gay when she was writing this or where she was at in that whole thing? Because it doesn't really seem like she's overtly trying to no. write this as a crush, but it just sort of keeps coming it's out one. like a crush. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I, I, in terms of whether she was said, you know, what she was aware she was gay, what she was doing, 
I'm going to make a massive assumption here, right? She went to Smith. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, but um, that aside, it definitely reads as someone, uh, my interpretation of it, reading it now, I'm going, there is no heterosexual explanation is like, yeah, she was like, what? She was thinking back, what What was it like when I was 13 and there was a new person and the, you know, something that would mm. distract me from my friends and my normal interests? And she wrote that. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. did not try to write it as a crush, but that is a crush. Also, mm-hmm. like, you can have crushes that aren't necessarily romantic or sexual, but you're just kind of obsessed with a person for a while. Just yes. bowled over and by the force of personality. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that was what it was intended to write. Mm-hmm. And, you know. <laughs> it just got a bit romantic. It <laughs> yes. And it just, some of the bits could be interpreted as romantic. I actually, I don't think it's deliberately done as romantic. And I think there absolutely can be a heterosexual explanation for it. I hasten to add, I just mm-hmm. choose not to follow that one. Yeah. No. Why why would you spoil that kind of fun? Like, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I will say that when Karen and I met, this was basically our origin story. She was the new girl. I went, <laughs> oh, oh, let's check out the new girl. We, I instantly befriended her and brought her home. And then we were best friends forever after. I did oh. not gaze at your retreating figure as you went off. <laughs> no offense. No, but at no point did you distract me from my spelling test and I did not gaze after you. And if somebody had said this sounds just like when I met my husband, I would have been like, what an odd mm. thing to say. <laughs> See, That's there we true. go. So, yes. yeah. 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 So I, I think it was just uh, perhaps Anne's barometer for that is not cool. Was well, not quite hitting the mark in this case. But I, I, th- I see what she was aiming for, mm-hmm. and I can see how she missed it. And <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, Claudia is having powerful emotions. Mm-hmm. Ashley words. She's also having powerful emotions in any direction other than the spelling test she's currently taking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bless Which you. may be part of the powerful impression that Ashley is making here. It's just yes. that, like, whoa, I'm going to fixate on a thing. If she was that fascinated with the flies, then possibly, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley is more, more interesting, interesting than, than flies. A fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she turns out to be into art, which uh, is obviously one of Claudia's major things. Um, and so, and she's initially, I think it's pretty clear. She's just really delighted to have somebody that she can share this yeah. part of her life and this, this thing that she's so dedicated to with somebody who seems to kind of really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's nice kind of teenage crush, you know, best case scenario sort of thing. Oh, look, that person, they're super interesting. And I, I'm looking at them a lot and they're really interesting. And oh my gosh, they love the thing I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. So Claudia is pretty pleased about that. Then we have the, the obligatory chapter two where she goes to a babysitter's club meeting and describes everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While staring at them intently in real time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. She talks about how she loves the babysitter's club and it's super important to her, almost as important as art, and she doesn't know what she'd do without the club or her friends. But we're about to find out. <gasps> uh, then the- all the next day and all the next, all that night and all the next morning on my way to school, I look forward to seeing Ashley again. Would she be in any of my other classes? Was What was her morning schedule? <laughs> again, Karen, I'm sorry, but when I insta befriended you, I did not ponder your morning schedule. I did not think about you overnight. No, like, likewise. And I was extremely happy to have been insta befriended. And it was just like, oh my God, the kids in this school are so much better than the kids in my last school. <laughs> like, well, actually, they were about average. You were great, though. <laughs> so you was... brought up that average real hot. Well done. And we, we just like talked about Father Ted for like an hour. 
and it was like nice just such a good bonding experience um i i did not gaze adoringly at you except possibly in a kind of a wow we look really similar like <laughs> this is quite yeah, strange to be befriended um, by my twin upon immediately but you know i wasn't gonna argue with it <laughs> it was fine well yeah as as my brother once pointed out i just go through life accumulating friends who basically look like me mm-hmm. like all my friends are dark haired women who wear big glasses and I'm looking at the pair of you wearing your big glasses. <laughs> big glasses. Your brother did once describe me on Facebook as an Esther's friend type and that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, you know, like I object to that bill, but also it's true. So it's I don't know what true. to do here. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even I didn't even object to it because I don't like know him. I really only know him from Esther's Facebook comments. So I'm like, this is true, Bill. I'm all right with this. Yeah. We're all just the Swedish cartoon lady. Um, do you know the one I put oh. up a oh, yes. couple of years ago yes. from a book of Swedish political cartoons that I turned up on the internet because I like old illustrations. And uh, it's just this cranky looking lady who could, um, who's got her hand on a book and is wearing big glasses and has dark hair. Um, and I put up a picture of her and instantly about 25 of our mutual friends are like, ah, it's me. <laughs> They're like, yes, it's, it's, it's all, it's of, all us. of us. It, it could be a baby Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, we just all identify super hard with this uh, particular hundred year old cartoon. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we all look like. Uh. Okay. All right. So Claudia is maybe not the only person in the world who gravitates towards people that remind her of herself. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're in your early teens. I mean, yes, come on. (laughs) That is true. So she goes to an after school uh, general art class, which actually, yeah, we get a little bit more insight into her parents supporting her art interests. Yeah. We find out that they have her signed up to a Saturday pottery class because she had so much fun throwing pots at summer camp, Mm -hmm. which, as we have discussed, is not an act of violence, but an act of pottery making. Um, (laughs) Act of creation and not destruction. I was going to say that and then I thought that sounded so much like something Ashley would say. I couldn't live with myself if I said it. (laughs) I think I'm more pretentious than you. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) I mean, you, you do have a doctorate. So, <laughs> my my uh, my pretentious airs have been finely honed over yes. many years. Jill's her doctorate trumped the fact that you went to Cambridge. That's a good Ooh. question. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I think you can get pretentious people at uh, you know even the <laughs> pretty good mid tier university that I went to. <laughs> And you, Aoife. I'm just going to point that out. You went there as well. Yeah, I was <laughs> academically poor. And I will stand over that. <laughs> so anyway, yes, the next day she goes to her after school class, which, yeah, her parents seem to pay for her after school and weekend art classes, which is mm-hmm. them yeah, being a bit good. more supportive than we've seen up to now, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um And it turns out that Ashley is joining the class as well. So Ashley wants, uh, Ashley would have looked up the teacher on LinkedIn if LinkedIn had been invented. Um, She quizzes Claudia on whether the teacher is qualified and where did she study and has she exhibited her work? And Claudia is like, oh shit, I don't know answers to any of this. Mm. 
And is like, of course she's qualified. She's the teacher. Mm-hmm. This is actually another wonderful example of Stony Brook having whatever is narratively convenient. It's a small <laughs> town, but it has an arts center that is literally <laughs> just for the arts. Yeah. Now, um, <sighs> it's a very well funded small town. It Isn't is. It just, I mean, that's Connecticut, I guess. It's I, like yeah. Stars Hollow. You know, it's very small, but they have a budget for like endless festivals. <laughs> Do you um, remember, though, there was one particular teacher who taught art at our school who uh, definitely Ashley would not have approved of, um, (laughs) who used to just like take the pen out of your hand and fix your drawing. (laughs) (laughs) And there was one instant where somebody had drawn a um, like a scary face. Oh, my God. Yes. I I, I witnessed this. It was terrible. We were we were learning lino cutting and... The process was you would draw your drawing on the block and then take it up to her for approval. And you weren't allowed to start carving your block until she'd looked at your drawing and approved it. So we all had to like line up and wait. So we lined up and the boy ahead of me in the queue had drawn Two-Face from the Batman movies. Cool. And the teacher thought that he was trying to draw like a happy clown. So she grabbed a pencil and started adding like balloons and (laughs) a circus scent in the background and shit and making it smilier and happier. And we only had like one double class every second week. And she spent a full double class and half of the next class overhauling his drawing, which meant that nobody who was behind him in the queue ever got their block checked and nobody else was able to do a lino cutting. What? Because she took like two hours drawing on this guy's other drawing and he was so livid um, <laughs> and too polite to say anything. And, <laughs> yeah. And like the, the, my mom went to art college and was briefly an art teacher herself. And like the one cardinal rule of being an art teacher is you never, ever, ever, ever modify the student's drawing. Yeah. Um, like that is the thing that you do not do. And yeah, actually I wish, I wish Ashley could have met that teacher because I think she would have stabbed her with the blunt end of a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I, this bit, I felt slightly more, um, like, okay, I can see where she's coming from. <laughs> a little bit. It's a small town. You don't know who's going to be teaching the art TM. No. I think it's more just Claudia's mind is blown at the idea that Ashley might feel the teacher wasn't good enough for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a completely alien concept. Claudia is just like, I'm here to learn whatever she has to impart. And mm-hmm. Ashley is not going into this in an open-hearted spirit of um, inquiry and learning. Uh, because mm-hmm. Ashley went to the Keys Art Society in Chicago, uh, which I couldn't find if that was real or not by Googling, but Probably in, not then. in the world of the books, it is a super prestigious art college that does a summer camp that Claudia was not allowed to go to because it was too expensive. So I think um, Ashley must be fairly loaded. Mm. Yeah, probably. And Claudia is absolutely like blown away by by the fact that Ashley got in because it's really competitive and everything. And she says she got selected when she was eight. <laughs> and Claudia is like, oh my God, this is the coolest person I've ever met. Well, I mean, there's a couple of possibilities as well. And one of them is that as an eight-year-old, she was just so precocious that they they thought she was amazing and they took her in on a scholarship or something. Or the famous artist's parents 
um, uh-huh. pulled some strings, uh-huh. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, might explain why she has notions of her own, um, talent. And actually, she does seem to be quite talented. Yeah. According yeah. to the, oh, the sure. assessments of the other people. Um, but I don't think this particular art teacher likes her that much. Would you? She seems to have a bit of a read on her pretentiousness. Yes. Yeah. And being like, oh, hell, I've got one of this type of 13-year-olds. <laughs> Definitely. Usually they're at least 20 before they yeah. get to this stage. Wow, usually they're 21. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they look at each other's portfolios and Claudia is really impressed by Ashley's. Um, she says... Uh, one of the pieces was a watercolour. I wasn't sure what it was a watercolour of, but I knew it was very, very good, which is <laughs> kind of endearing. Um, but yes, she does seem to be actually very good. And then she looks through Claudia's portfolio and is actually impressed by it and says, if you live in Chicago, you could go to Keys, which is basically the biggest compliment that Claudia has ever gotten. And she's absolutely like swept off her feet by this. Mm. Again, not in a romantic yeah. way, just in a like senpai noticed me kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's clear that it's really the praise that's getting Claudia, the praise from yes. somebody who's, who's knowledgeable and who Claudia respects, um, as kind of a, a fellow artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, like, that's a big part of why she just falls for Ashley's stick. Yes, definitely. Because <laughs> yes. she says that, like, her friends are nice about her art, but they don't really know anything about art. So yeah. it means more coming from Ashley because Ashley actually really knows her stuff, mm-hmm. which is totally fair. And you can really see the appeal in that, like, because this oh, is yeah. Claudia's whole thing is her art and like someone finally understands her yeah I, so I get this I, I really do get that yeah someone who yeah is someone who knows what you're actually doing then their phrase <laughs> is noteworthy but like yeah, yeah people can tell you that the things are good and you're like but you don't know anything about the things so shut up yeah <laughs> I mean it's nice of you to say that but you don't know what you're talking about yes <laughs> but yes Ashley uh, has has demonstrated and is keen to demonstrate that she does know what she's talking about. Claudia tries to introduce her to the other kids in the class and Ashley basically only looks at their work uh, and doesn't actually look at them and has basically no interest in anybody. Yeah. Ashley's just single-minded focus is quite jarring. Yeah. Um, Just the the fact that she's she has this utter disdain for anybody else who tries to interact with her except for Claudia. Yeah. Like, I find that a little bit unnerving. I'm not really sh- I don't think I've met somebody like that and definitely not as a teenager. No. <laughs> so, um, like, you really don't want even to have someone to eat lunch with because nobody is up to your standard in art? Like, really? <laughs> you're, you're okay to just hang out by yourself feeling contempt for people and thinking about, you know, the modernists or something? I don't know. It's it's just very, like... I've definitely preferred to hang out by myself than with people who didn't get me. But it's not even that Ashley wants people to get her. No, she doesn't. She just wants people who can she get can art. at about mm-hmm. art. I think, yeah, but I think art is the only thing she is. So yeah. that is the same as people who get her. I don't know. I kind of feel for Ashley. I guess there are people out there like this. I just have never met one. But yeah, there are things you identify with this strongly um, that you you find other people who can identify with as strongly and you, you know, just enjoy that as part of a group. Mm. And that that I get. I don't really understand doing it solo. It's kind of... 
Yeah, she's just very, she's very full on. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, unnerving, I think is the word. Mm. So the teacher um, announces that because Stony Brook has a lot of narrative convenience, <laughs> uh, it's getting a second art gallery. Mm. And that for their opening, they're having a sculpture contest. So everyone is invited to join. And Claudia reckons she doesn't have enough time to get something ready but Ashley insists that she should because it would be a sin to waste her talent by not entering <laughs> you will never have another opportunity to enter a competition again in your whole life yeah it's this or quit art forever those are the only <laughs> options so Ashley is big on the peer pressure she's going to help Claudia and Claudia sort of says she'll do it because she doesn't want to let Ashley down but she knows deep down this is a terrible idea because she has a lot of other commitments Mm. yeah this book is kind of weirdly about the importance of time management as well yeah yeah and not overbooking yourself kind of rather than yeah I actually quite like that because it has been established in previous books that Claudia struggles with the academic side of things and the part of it is about focus and like okay yeah she is probably struggling with undiagnosed ADHD or dyslexia or something yeah. along those lines. But the book does um, does show her going, okay, here's how I'm going to get my shit a bit more sorted out than it previously has been. Yes, she's working at it very consciously. Yeah, she's re- she is really doing her best. Um, and she does actually get some results uh, from that. And it shows her kind of doing, creating to-do lists and things. And here's... Um, and prioritizing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure, like, I th- <laughs> I think actually people probably need more help than she's possibly getting. Um, yeah. But it's still quite a nice sort of primer for, um, like, maybe neurotypical people who are having difficulty just getting all their ducks in a row. Like, it's quite, it's quite good um, yes. for that angle. So I think that that is, um, that's a nice focus of the book. Yeah. Uh, so, Basically, what's happened is that she she meets Ashley and she's really swept away by her. Um, and Ashley takes up a lot of her time that would previously have been devoted to babysitting, um, but also to her studies, which are always going to come second or third on that list. Yeah. But um, she has to. She comes to a point where she has to just work out what she's doing. Yeah. And she, yeah, she uh, manages to turn it around in a quite impressive way. Yeah, she like does a list and she prioritizes the things on it and sticks to it and all oh, the things that I've never managed in my life it's great yeah it's it all sounds great on paper I'm impressed <laughs> yeah and it, it just makes it clear that it's a it's a struggle for her though yeah like and that she she is really sad to have to give up some of the stuff that she likes yeah. doing yeah. and I think this is a theme in these books like I know there's definitely much later there's a Christie book which is similarly about not taking on too many commitments Mm-hmm. This is clearly something that Anna and Martin felt girls needed guidance on, <laughs> like mm. managing their time. We then get to see some actual babysitting. Claudia mm. is looking after the Radowskis, who she clearly really likes. Um, mm-hmm. So Jackie Radowski is back making bad choices again. <laughs> He's got his <laughs> hands stuck in the bath drain. Um, <laughs> which, like, oh, poor Jackie, the walking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just... He he just doesn't think things through, bless him. So yes, his his 
toy plane fell down the bath drain the night before, so he stuck his hand in and is now jammed in there and locked in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> so what he has to do, what Karen once had to do for me. I was, was wondering if you were going to bring this up. How could I not bring this up? Um, Claudia has to climb out onto an external roof and go in the bathroom window to let Jackie out, which is exactly what Karen once had to do when I locked myself in her bathroom. Good times. <laughs> that was amazing. Yay! I was very fortunate in that I've never done that as anything older than about maybe seven, but there was a period of my life where about once every year or so I would accidentally be unable to get myself out of a public toilet stall. Mm. And I would cry and shout for my mother and she would like, Aww. like, if I climb out under the thing, Grant would tell me it's locked. <laughs> out of order. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I used to have a phobia of doors getting stuck or locked um, when I was quite small and it must have been something like that. I think kids are just bad at locks. Yeah. I mean, the thing is they could be stiff or they can need you to put pressure on the door in a certain way. And the kid doesn't yeah. have the body weight to do that and doesn't yeah. have the strength to turn. I it was and... 15. So I don't know what my excuse was. Oh, it was just a sticky door. It wasn't your fault. Sticky door. I don't know if you were the only person to get stuck in there. Um, you it was did just seem very unsurprised lock. that this had happened. You were like, oh yeah, hold on. And yes, she went down <laughs> on the extension roof and then came in hilariously over the sink. <laughs> and got me out. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, I think I had done that before, which is why. And you were so embarrassed about it. And I was like, no, no, really, though. Like, this is just a thing that happens. Story about it. <laughs> I should I, be embarrassed. My house is like this. Yes, exactly. Like, it's not your fault you got locked in the bathroom. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's such an inconvenience. You had to break into your own house. <laughs> that was not the first time I had broken into my own house, uh, generally because I had forgotten the keys. Although, in fairness, uh, yeah, everybody's houses are just falling down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. maybe, not, maybe not most people's houses, but the people I know, there's <laughs> something that's just like, you're going to have to kick that to make it work. Or yeah. Don't close that door. <laughs> Um, can I say something about the Radowski boys, actually? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I love that Jackie has perpetrated some act of destruction. I can't recall what it is exactly, but, um, Shay, who is the older brother, and Archie, who's the younger brother, run in with, like, brooms and mops and things. <laughs> yes. And I was like, that's super wholesome. You know, they just, they understand what Jackie is up to, the yeah. middle brother. They know that he's, uh, <laughs> it's probably going to require cleaning equipment. So they're just, they're just at the ready. Yeah. They've been here before. Yeah. I, I look forward to my kids having that much sort of sense. <laughs> being able to. I think the Radowskis are possibly a bit of a special case, but yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love the idea that they're just like, this is what our, what our role in the family is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we sweep up the mess. Yeah. So I can see when you've got three kids, um, especially when one of them is very disaster prone, uh, it's good for them to all have roles and yes. understand how to deal with whatever the latest explosion is. Yes. Shay and Archie are on damage control. Also, mm -hmm. um, Claudia is caught rapid playing kid games with the kids in the yard by Ashley, who turns out to live oh. next door to the, to the Radowskis. Ashley comes over and is a giant bitch. <laughs> she's so mean this is the meanest that she is in the entire book yes. she's just obsessive in the rest of it but when she encounters the Radowskis and it comes out as like aggressively child free yes which is like 
a bit pointless when you're 13. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> That's very true. 13 year old parents out there. I mean, I know there's a few, but like not many. Uh, and yeah, so she's so mean about the Radowskis to In their faces. Yeah. Yeah. She basically comes over and is like, what the fuck are you doing? And Claudia is like <laughs> babysitting. And she's like, you should be doing a sculpture. Why aren't you doing a sculpture? Why are you wasting your time with this? Yes. And, and the kids are like, are we this? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, the kids are like, is this bad that your baby's like, they feel, they know. She's yeah. being mean. She's like, not being remotely discreet about it. And like, Claudia invites her to hang out and she's like, yeah, I'd like to hang out sometime, but not now. And then glowers at the kids. And one of them is like hiding behind her. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, oh God, we live next door to her. Claude, can you just like stay? Yeah, God, what a nightmare. Imagine at least Claudia ditches her at the end of this book imagine yeah. they have to live next to her forever but like when you're 13 it's actually a lot more expected that you will despise younger kids like when you're it's like how like that thing where you make really vicious fun well as vicious as you can manage at that young age of uh the stuff you've literally just grown out of <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's that kind of thing yeah where like Christian Marianne still play with dolls. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah. the way everyone used to sing the songs about, like, Barney being shot, you know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, let's tie Barney to a tree and, and, and stuff like, you know, everyone just makes fun of. I actually. Stuff that they've just grown out of because they're ashamed. I didn't, but, you know, other people did. That makes a lot of sense to me, though. That, okay. All right, yeah. I'm actually, I start to understand where Ashley's coming from a yeah. little bit more when you say it like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so she's still a dick. <laughs> yeah, she's still a dick. She's still being really mean. Oh, 100% is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, there's a lot of people who aren't mean to little kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they still maybe performatively make fun of the things they have only just outgrown around their friends. You know, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But it does... You know, if you're really leaning hard into this new identity, I can see how you might <laughs> prefer yeah. to try and pretend to the world that you are never that small. <laughs> like, no, I was, um, I was painting full size oils, um, at the age of seven when I was accepted into the Keys Institute. Uh, so really I wasn't a child, you know, yes. at that point. But so yeah, Claudia is kind of, very embarrassed and uncomfortable, but also feels like she desperately wants to win Ashley's approval. So she's definitely going to do the sculpture contest and she definitely wants to become more serious and not let Ashley see her playing with the kids again. So sad. I know. (laughs) Then next scene there at school and Claudia invites her to eat lunch with the rest of the club, uh, which Ashley is overtly disgusted at uh, (laughs) because they might talk about babysitting and boys and school dances and things mm-hmm. and Ashley convinces Claudia that she just doesn't have time for any of this so they have to go eat lunch away from everybody else and talk about sculpture the other girls are not impressed by this but Claudia can't stop looking at the fact that Ashley has six ear piercings and is therefore the most mm-hmm. impressive person she's ever met mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so then Ashley convinced her that they should go to an art gallery to look at pictures uh, which makes Claudia late for the Babysitter's Club meeting. Mm, yep. The first in a series of meetings that she is late for or misses altogether. Mm. Mm. Yes. It does not go down well. Christy 
is very Christy-ish about this. Nobody's very happy. Stacy is very pale and asks if she has as much fun with Ashley at the gallery as she has with Stacy at the mall, which again is a kind of, there's no heterosexual framework for asking a question like that. It's, <laughs> I mean, I think, admittedly, I'm not heterosexual. Well, like, friend jealousy is a thing. No, yeah. it is oh, a thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's a massive thing. It's absolutely I, a thing. Not just saying this because I don't ship Stacey and Claudia. I mm. just... Like, no, I don't particularly. It's. I suppose it it's just that Stacey is immediately so threatened by this that she asks Claudia in front of everyone, do you have as much fun with her as you have with me? Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. very, that, very... Yeah. Prefer- yeah, very jealous. Yeah. Robert yeah. Questioning. Having one new friend, <laughs> like, is not necessarily a threat to your whole BFF dynamic. Stacey, like, hope. immediately goes into panic mode. Mm, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I suppose I can, I sort of understand Stacey's view more so. Now, I think I would understand this book a bit better if it was Stacy was really upset by this and everyone else was a bit like, ah, uh, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually they all go off the fucking deep end. Yes. Like, yeah. so Stacy has, um, uh, is quite new and is probably still feeling a bit vulnerable. Mm, yeah. Um, and she also has really bonded with Claudia. Yeah. And is feeling very neglected throughout this whole thing. So that I get. And also her, her response is more sort of emotional and more mediated, whereas the rest of them are just like ragey. Yeah. <laughs> They're just bitches. <laughs> we have a chapter of Dawn, um, who is oh, yeah. babysitting the Perkins girls and she gets a call from uh, the elementary school to say that her brother Jeff has lost Ooh. the rag and keeps throwing the blackboard eraser uh, <laughs> and Sorry. smashed a mosaic with it and somebody got injured and there was kind of a lot of blood and he's sort of in trouble. Um, so <laughs> yeah. then terrifyingly, because mobile phones haven't been invented, their mom is off in Stamford for a business meeting and just can't be mm-hmm. reached. There is no mm-hmm. way to reach her. Um, she is like off the grid and this, like, this made my eyes go very big when I read it. This just sounds like such anarchy and I can't believe we all mm-hmm. lived like this within living memory. <laughs> so her, their mom can't go to the school to like bail them out. So Dawn has to, uh, stick the kids in a wagon, uh, because mm-hmm. wagons are the most useful thing ever invented, uh, <laughs> yeah. and go down to the school and fetch Jeff. And basically the teacher is really, worried about him because he's not doing his work and he's like getting really like aggressive in school and stuff so this plot is sort of uh continuing in the background as all this is going on this is a really um good piece of like continuity yeah it's happened over a few books where dawn has been increasingly worried about jeff who is not really enjoying life in connecticut and would probably rather be back in california but um this is it's like she just develops a little piece of this each book yeah i'm quite impressed by that i had not appreciated how well she does that when i read Hmm. this the first time i was expecting them to be very red reset button at the end of the book yeah i'm assuming when you get to 150 they are but um these these early ones, yeah, they're really Continuity, nicely done like, like that. They're yeah, it's it's she mm-hmm. she she's very aware of where where the storylines are going to go, and she's foreshadowing it and laying the mm-hmm. laying the pieces, and it's it's nicely done. Yeah, yeah, I I really felt for Dawn in this one. God, yeah. So she's um, babysitting the Perkins kids, and 
They are uh, completely smeared in makeup because they are playing a game where they're running a beauty parlor. Yes. Um, which is super cute. Uh, but so uh, when she gets the call from the school, she just tosses them in the buggy um, or in the wagon and goes straight down. And they're completely smeared with makeup. <laughs> um, and the teacher gives her chapter and verse on how bold her brother is being. And I'm like, I have questions about how, like, how imminently do we need to deal with the particular disciplinarian issue that's taking place here? So like, yeah, um, Jeff has caused an injury to another student and that is serious. Um, but his fucking 13 year old sister is not the person that you need to be like given out to about it. Yeah. Like it seems kind of unethical that she's telling all this stuff to someone who yeah a parent someone who is two years out of elementary school herself yeah like never mind the ethics it's just like pointless yes why are you telling a child this Ta- okay at best she could say take your brother home mm. um and i'm going to talk to your mother about this because there's a serious issue here but um so dawn is just like apologizing and apologizing for jeff and she said oh i'm so sorry and the the um i'm really sorry that you couldn't get a hold of my mother and the teacher responds with so am i like, yeah what the fuck bitch? fucking hell also, like, i'm not sure that like wh- why is she letting the kid go home with a 13 year old even if it is well i think he ordinarily would just go home by himself is it the end of the school day or yeah. the middle of the school no day? no it's oh, at the okay, end of the day yeah. uh, like she's kept him back after mm-hmm. school and oh, okay. she basically said someone has to pick him up so she can give out about him that's not cool yeah and just no this is not how this works i guess that the the point of that is that yeah you can get a parent or a guardian who you can discuss the whole situation with and presumably come up with a solution whether or not in the 80s that is just punishing the shit out of him or yeah um but a child is not a guardian no a 13 year old is not a guardian and just because you were able to get her doesn't mean that she's now the person who's in charge of the brother yes um so yeah i'm that that whole thing is uh is is probably against (laughs) the kind of local education boards yeah exactly um yeah that is yeah no i I, like reading that i was it seemed perfectly normal to me when I was 10 or 11, mm-hmm. but now it's like, what yeah. are you doing? This has nothing to do with the kid's 13-year-old sisters. Yeah. I think I thought that the, the 13-year-olds were way more mature and they were basically adults. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, when I was that small, which is not the case. No. <laughs> yeah. In my head, like 13 was basically the same as 19. Mm-hmm. Um, it super isn't. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Don, this is, this is above Don's pay grade. Um, it literally really really is is. (laughs) she's getting paid for minding small kids i wonder if um also the teacher is kind of disapproving of the fact that dawn's mother was unreachable because she was working specifically is there some shade there Mm -hmm. maybe Um, yeah she says to dawn when she she looks at the kids who are covered in makeup and says you look you seem very responsible uh yeah and don's like i don't know what's going on there does not know how to respond to this which suggests yeah she's not being sincere yeah we don't like this teacher mm. no it's just dead it's just dodgy. why would you do that yeah <laughs> this is not this kid's 13 year old sister's problem and you should have just let him go home when you realized you couldn't reach his mother yeah mm-hmm. like that's it that's how that works i mean the only time i had to take any kind of responsibility for my like holy terror of a younger brother in school was when he um, fell in the playground and cut his head open. I just happened to notice 
Our school had two yards. I was in the big yard, but I think I, someone ran up to me from the little yard, which he was in. You were in the little yard until sec, until after second class, then you were in the big yard. Uh, and told me, Eva, Eva, your, your brother's cut his head. And I ran in and found him. And he was brought down to the local, like, health board clinic. And just, they cleaned him up by the headmaster. But my parents very deliberately, when I was, um, got to mind Rory, which I did from about the age of 10 or so, when they would, like, be like, oh, thank God, we don't have to hire a babysitter. We can just go down to the local pub where we're five minutes away. Um, and, like, I had the number of the pub beside the phone and I could call if there was any problems. <laughs> the with the paediatrician number. <laughs> it was really, really sensible. And the only time I ever had to ring them, to be perfectly fair, was the time he decided to change his light, in his bed, the bulb in his bedside light. And he took it out. It was also plugged in and turned on. Ah. And then he stuck his finger in to feel where no! the one went. And I just heard a screech from his bedroom and I went down. And he was down the house because it was a bungalow and uh, not down the stairs because there was no stairs. He went down the house and he was there and he told me what had happened. And I said, I have to ring mom and dad. And he begged me not to. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to get you in trouble, Rory. I have to. <laughs> and I rang the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hiya, Conrad. Rory is after sticking his finger in a socket. <laughs> And they got the brewery and they came home. They abandoned their pints and drove home because it was the 90s and we oh, didn't Jesus. care about drunk driving at the time. <laughs> and it was fine. Rory was perfectly healthy. He didn't hurt himself at all. He was glad. It was only a minor execution. He was fine. Well, clearly, if he was well oh enough God. to argue with you, he was not yeah. doing too badly. I mean, yeah, I still figured I should just get them home. Probably, because, yeah. Yeah, no. I was maybe 14. I didn't want this responsibility. <laughs> no, I think you made the right decision. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll be cool with me, like, leaving this story. And he was pre- he was cool with me leaving the story of him taking a bite out of the football. <laughs> Good. He remains, by the way, update on that story, he remains utterly baffled as to why he did that. <laughs> I like his uh, message to you on, maybe your friends will be able to work out why I would have done such a thing. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah. He's, he's like far more responsible now. He's a nurse, okay? I just want to point How out he, he grew out. He grew out. Yeah, he's I'm the only one in my family who isn't a nurse. <laughs> who isn't, in fact, a mental health nurse, yeah. A lot of kids who are, like, really kind of wild as kids grow up to be very kind of chill adults. It's yeah. it's funny. It's like you're just getting it out of your system. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like really did. My cousin, who my sister would occasionally babysit for, but, uh, like... As I've previously said, I'm not the babysitter, but she clearly remembers her and my, our other cousin on the other side who had both been drafted into babysit hiding behind a door while my cousin Owen threw plates at them. <laughs> and he was under 10 at this age. Um, and by the time his sister came along, so he would have been about 10 at that point, he had just totally chilled out. Um, and she just like ruled the roost after that point. And he, he grew up to be this very mild mannered, pleasant teenager. Um, so like there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel if you have a kid that throws a lot of tantrums. Like, um, they may be just gearing up to be a very well adjusted teen. Yes. They're working it all out. I know, like the most rebellious thing I used to do as a kid was that when my parents were out, Rory and I would like play catch with an egg. <laughs> That's actually quite bold. <laughs> it added a delightful frisson of danger. I mean, the, the kitchen floor was tiled. We didn't do it on carpet. It would have been really easy to clean up the results, but it made me feel rebellious, okay? 
when I went out, there were six eggs and now there are five. What happened? Yeah, nobody was keeping that kind of count in our house. And I would have said I ate one of them. It was fine. (laughs) That is bolder than I would have ever dared to do. I would have wanted to know. I think I would be curious to know if one of my kids had done some stealth cooking. Like, really? What What did you make? You know, Uh, if it was just catch. Yeah, I suppose. We have to talk about this book, you guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, so can I can I just segue into my um, my next note is Ashley continues to be terrible. Is that a good way to get back? Oh, my God. I have my note for what is probably the same quote is the emoji of someone trying not to throw up. (laughs) <laughs> so well the bit that that i noted that down on is apparently the line that fire hydrant is squat but noble <laughs> which is just one of the funniest things that has ever been expressed in the english language it's like a jockey on a prize-winning steed yeah. like the only excuse for talking like this is if you're in art college and you are stoned off your face <laughs> There is no excuse for this as a sober 13-year-old. Yes. Marijuana exists solely to facilitate this bullshit. Facilitate this kind of bullshit. I mean, I don't know why anyone would smoke it otherwise. Yeah. They're they're out in the field looking at random objects on the street to try and get inspiration because Ashley has decided they need to sculpt inanimate objects from the street, even though Claudia really doesn't want to. But Ashley has decided that fire hydrants are the next big thing in sculpture and yes it's squat but noble Mm -hmm. and it sits up straight and square and then claudia lets out a breath she hadn't realized she was holding which i think that's one of the recurring cliches from um the 50 shades book i think anna Steele is constantly (laughs) letting out a breath she hadn't realized she was Uh holding i mean i have to put up my hands and say that that is a thing oh it's absolutely a thing but it's also a massive cliche (laughs) no no that i that i that i write a lot I I I I like to write about people not realizing that they're doing the thing that they're doing. It's, it's yeah, I do it way too much. Anyway, sorry, that's fair. Digression. Um, I I feel called out as well. As my <laughs> sorry. Well, I think we should just point out that um, uh, Claudia, when she's considering entering the sculpture contest, is like, well, um, presumably I'll go for a human or maybe an animal. You know, yeah. well, as as other people have done, and uh, Ashley's like, you should sculpt an inanimate object, and Claudia's like, a what? Um, and Ashley's like, it's a a thing that isn't alive, and she's like, dead thing, <laughs> which I think is really charming. Yes, um, <laughs> like, like zombies, zombies. <laughs> corpses. Well, I mean, we've all seen the book cover. That's true. Um, no, uh, Ashley is really taken with the notion of sculpting something that's not alive. I'm like, the term is still life. I'm pretty sure that is a extremely standard artistic. Yeah, term, Ashley thinks she's it? being extremely avant-garde here, and it's like I'm not buying it. Everyone has always painted <laughs> bowls of fruit and stuff. Like, <laughs> but is it a thing in sculpture so much? I think so. I don't. I don't think that a fire hydrant is actually. I don't think this is the groundbreaking stuff that they think. It there is. was that whole thing when that guy just signed a urinal. I guess. Yeah, yeah. and that was in the twenties. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably, she's probably making some kind of reference to that here, but it would be nice if she was, if she actually said that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she just sounds um, extremely pretentious here. And he called it Fountain. That yes. was where the art came in. It was the title. It wasn't actually the urinal. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making a face and drinking wine at the same time. Across the- <laughs> you really ought to be smoking a fancy cigarette uh-huh. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Claudia is like really enjoying this, but also very aware that she is constantly having to ask Ashley to clarify what she means. Yeah. Which is, it's a nice detail because I don't think Ashley is doing this specifically to like discombobulate Claudia. Oh no. But it is making her feel extremely like, wrong-footed all the time i think i think claudia i think ashley is also enjoying having claudia as an audience oh definitely oh she is at one point she describes herself as claudia's mentor and then claudia has to go look up what mentor means and that basically summarizes their entire relationship you you cannot be a mentor to someone when you are 13 and they are also 13 (laughs) yeah maybe if they are six and you're showing them how to hold a pen You just, oh no! Um, and yeah, so Ashley's advice to Claudia, if she doesn't want to do an inanimate object, is you could sculpt a concept. Oh yes, like love. And I, re- I actually, uh, I think I remembered this bit as well, or it was very familiar when I when I read it again. I was like, oh. Um, and <laughs> Claudia's like, look, just um, just just enlighten me how I would uh, sculpt a concept such as love, and she's like, well, with um graceful curves and tender feelings <laughs> and tender feelings and Claudia's like this is not actionable this no is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck is that supposed to achieve <laughs> actually do you know what I just remembered though um Claudia in the <laughs> in the Netflix drama at one point <laughs> is seen um sculpting something in the room when there's a BSC meeting going on and one oh, of the yeah. girls is like what are you sculpting and she's like oh menstruation yeah. <laughs> that's a cool sculpture what's it about menstruation yeah. and Christy and Marianne are both like oh I don't know about that <laughs> yeah which would have been my exact reaction at that age yeah now I just like, think it's kind of adorable of like, yeah of, yeah I'm, I'm here for it but I think yes as a 13 year old I would have been very freaked out um, Claudia yes. is not foisting her menstruation sculpture on anyone. No, she's like, not telling no, anyone right? else that they need to do menstruation sculptures. Yeah, someone just asks her about it and she tells them. Yes. Mm. By the way, the Netflix Claudia is as cute as a button and I just want to put she's her so in my She is totally adorable. I love her. Yeah. They're all kind of adorable, but I just, I, oh. I just want to like... The yeah, casting is amazing. Yes, it is actually like, spot on. Um, so yes, uh, Ashley is not adorable. So no. Ashley's a nightmare. Yeah. Claudia says she needs to leave to go to a babysitter's club meeting. Ashley basically won't let her. So she has mm. to call Don yeah. from a payphone and tell her that she can't come. And Don is clearly extremely pissed off. Yes. And then they she gets back to her room and finds a note from Marianne that is extremely businesslike and just tells her what her upcoming babysitting jobs are. And then one from Christy that says, everyone at school thinks Ashley is weird. I just thought you should know. (laughs) Oh my God, Christy. And this is where the girls of the Babysitter's Club really start to lose my sympathies. Mm -hmm. Because like, that's just a mean thing to say. Mm -hmm. Christy is though. She's, she's mean like that. Yeah, she lashes out. Yeah. She does, big time. Because I know what they mean is we feel threatened by the fact that you don't seem to want to spend time with us. But what they're actually saying is, this girl is different and that is bad. Yeah. yeah. And speaking as a weirdo, that's a bad message. Yeah. And like, it's the whole point of the club was always to sort of celebrate people's differences. Yes. Too, because you could all come together around a common interest, like babysitting. Um, you but, don't want to be yeah. too different, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Like they then yes. start writing salty notes in the club notebook, uh, which we have canonical confirmation that Claudia doesn't really like the whole notebook thing. She says it's quite boring <laughs> to read through sometimes. My God. It's not boring in this book because it's mostly just bitchy messages from the other girls. Oh my God. Yeah. That that is on record forever. Do they realize that? Like, I know. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, let's read over what was happening in August eighty 80- oh. oh. Mm. That's the, okay, the incident yeah. we do not speak of. <laughs> let's just tear those pages out. So yes, they write her. They write uh, diary entries about how she's a traitor and she keeps missing meetings, and that she Claudia used to be real nice, but now she never shows up at meetings and she hangs around with a person who wears bell bottom jeans to school. Which really seems to be one of their main issues. And it's like, fuck you guys. In four years, these are going to be the height of fashion. Yeah. So was it Christy that raises the bell bottom jeans? I don't know because the Kindle edition doesn't have the handwriting fonts. Oh, yeah. So it's just all in regular font. So I'm not sure. I was like, lol, I wore bell bottom jeans to school so much. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But that was a different time. So yes, the babysitters are... They're dicks. Their ire is understandable, but they're being real bitches about Ashley, to be honest. Like, her bell bottom oh, yeah. jeans are not the problem. No, no. they're not. So then, it's yes. her personality that's the problem. There, There's a notebook entry where they all vent. And then Claudia says that later, when we were st- friends again, Stacy filled me in on everything I'd missed. Which... Is a conversation I would love to be a fly on the wall for. Like, <laughs> Stacey fucking sitting down with her and being like, here's all the mean things we said about you. Here's when we yeah. ate all your junk food out of spite. <laughs> um, like, why is she yeah. making a clean breast of all this? Like, this is this is more detail than Claudia needs. At one point, Don makes up a mean rhyme about Claudia and then subsequently tells Claudia about it. Like, Yeah, it's not narratively handled well no it's very weird this is the problem with first person narration yeah claudia's whole approach to this is actually it's like she's telling the story from someone who's got to the end of this point in time and is feeling kind of generally bad about it yeah and is coming clean but um she's just much more self-aware about how the whole thing went down yes and everybody's feelings in it than any other participant <laughs> in the narrative is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're like, yeah. So then they were kind of, then they did some mean stuff yeah. in my room. <laughs> and, and and have since told me all of it. <laughs> and have since told me all about it. Like, yeah, I just, what is Stacey doing? I'm so sorry, Claude. Yeah, we ate all your Oreos. <laughs> yeah, let me just um take that box out of your closet you don't want to know what's in there yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't happen it, yeah just totally cut the heads on um, oh my god yeah they are so horrible to her all the pranks and the mean notes are really uncomfortable to read about yes yeah. they, they leave a bunch of mean notes hidden around the room for her to find um although i do kind of admire christy has this one idea to leave a blank note <laughs> Because the curiosity will drive Claudia crazy and she'll wonder if they used invisible ink or they wrote something so mean <laughs> that they had to erase it. And like, yeah. this is really, yeah. really mean, but it's also very, very clever. But that is like, yeah, I, I was going. So the fact that they've reacted so strongly to her having a new friend and neglecting them was like, that is kind of dickish to begin with but if this book is also a thinly veiled metaphor for being lgbt that's actually even worse much, much worse <laughs> like it's yeah and and also to be honest it's it's probably 
quite realistic for lots of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it is intentionally an LGBT mm-hmm. story. It's just sort of accidentally one. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I think it reads that way because it's 2020 and we see things through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know that people are gay now. Yeah, we know that people are gay now, basically. <laughs> but yeah, they're really like really being horrible in this. Mm-hmm. They they really are. Yeah, when they see Ashley in school, Stacy is making snarky comments about her outfit and Claudia is feeling a bit embarrassed because her outfit is so eccentric and like none of that is undercut at any point. Like at no point does anyone yeah. realise that this is a really unfair thing to be mean about no it's just like no no carry on being mean about that stuff that's fine Mm -hmm. i think it's a phrase that i i have had to use and a lot in terms of people making fun of various various people like who i know in real life and political figures and stuff which is that's not a valid target yeah Mm. like there are a lot of things this person has actually said and done that are awful. Yes, mm-hmm. you can hate on that. Go after those things. Things that they have control over. Yeah. yeah, the things that they're doing. Not harmless shit. Yeah. It's funny how fashion occupies the kind of grey area there because your what you wear can absolutely be determined by what you by the resources you have. Yeah. Mm. But it also can be determined by what you have chosen. Yeah. I think with Ashley that she is she is deliberately cultivating a kind of eccentric persona and that the gear is part of that. And also as you say, it's it's really avant-garde to the point where it's gonna be fashionable in about four years. Oh that's <laughs> a really wild thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um it's 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 really out of fashion, but it's about to be like cutting edge um and probably ashley i would imagine is just like yeah no but all visionaries are treated like this <laughs> she's underappreciated in her time oh god exactly yeah. like <laughs> yeah well okay anna martin couldn't predict the fashion no <laughs> um but i think that is what's largely going on here but in general though they are being horrible and i i don't think she's making excuses for them i think she's just like no they're this is just people. This is a bunch of people massively overreacting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is what it looks like. I guess, yeah. Everyone's got a lot of puberty hormones bouncing around the place and they're just full of yeah. anger. And mm-hmm. uh, then Stacy ditches, or Claudia, sorry, uh, was supposed to go to the mall with Stacy, but says that she has to catch up on some schoolwork, mm-hmm. which is legitimately true. But the, she then gets invited to Ashley's house to see Ashley's art studio. Because Ashley's parents are converting the entire attic into a studio just for her. To get her out of the way. (laughs) That's true. I might do that too if I had Ashley for a child. (laughs) But she forgets that she had told Stacey she was meant to be doing homework. So she accidentally mentions to Dawn what she's actually doing that afternoon. And Stacey is legitimately kind of devastated by this because Mm -hmm. um, she feels Claudia is deliberately like, lied to her she just got ditched for someone else like literally just straight up ditched yeah Yeah. like i think stacy has like the most legit grievance (laughs) even if it's (laughs) not deliberate that's still massive level of i didn't care about you enough to think about you yes it's incredibly thoughtless Mm -hmm. and again with with like priorities like she's ranked the homework above stacy but ashley above the homework so yeah. Stacey's feeling pretty yeah. shit. So this is the point when they steal all her junk food 
and even Dawn eats some marshmallows and then like obnoxiously washes her mouth out so she doesn't get <laughs> cavities from them. Um and they even find the pretzels oh. and crackers that Stacy can eat. So Stacy like eats all of those as well. <laughs> you remember that food that you put in especially so that we we could have it as snacks? <laughs> We're going to steal that. <laughs> yes. And then we're going to write about stealing it in the notebook. Uh, no, no. Claudia did not put it in, especially so it could be snacks. Claudia just had all that food in her room anyway. That's true. She for shares her. it, but she, it is also for her personal use. <laughs> <laughs> they also do, do some analysis of what the hell is going on with Claudia. And they have also picked up on the fact that Ashley is interested in Claudia's talent, but doesn't seem interested in knowing her as a person which is a realization that Claudia hasn't quite yet arrived at. <laughs> yeah. She just doesn't understand our friend as a person. Hey, let's like make a, a an apple pie bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they also yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, they wreck her bed. <laughs> yes. Sorry, the term apple pie bed is from like Mallory Towers, yes. but it's basically the same thing. It is, yeah. yeah. Short sheet the bed. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a thing Irish people call it, I don't know what it is. I only know what... I literally only know this from books. Yeah, same. I have never done it. I have never been in a position to do it. Yeah. Nobody has ever suggested we do it as a sleepover. I don't think no. you can do it with a duvet. I think it's when you can, it only works with like layers of sheets and blankets. No, no, my bed's always had a top sheet, so you could have... Really? Oh, a top sheet oh, and, and a duvet. Okay. Yeah, my mum um, just liked it like that because also in winter you would have top sheet blanket duvet and our duvet covers weren't washed very often because the sheets got washed instead ah okay interesting i do not live like that these days (laughs) duvet covers baby (laughs) i was just thinking we should short sheet your bed if we ever come to visit (laughs) well uh you can't (laughs) so mean esther we'll just Um, eat your junk food (laughs) well you can do that your guests in my home that's what you're for it is midnight. Okay. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. We're terrible. <laughs> We're particularly bad today. Particularly. We are super rambly. I'm so sorry for Esther, who's going to have to edit this. All right. Later at the Radowski house, the boys have hoovered up all their socks as an experiment. <laughs> Claudia is very patiently fishing them all out with a toast tongs. And then they want to go out and play in the yard again, uh, which she's afraid to do because she's afraid Ashley will turn up and be insufferable. But she goes along with it and then Ashley turns up and is insufferable. (laughs) Yep. And says, I don't understand why you waste all your time on all this pointlessness. Uh, Meaning the kids who are right there. (laughs) You know, the next generation. What the fuck are you doing bothering with those? Um, And Claudia, like, points out that she likes them and Ashley makes fun of her for being sentimental, Mm. which is, again, just insufferable she's just so insufferable she's terrible (laughs) really really insufferable and then ashley snaps and complains that claudia is ungrateful because she's been doing all this mentoring and this is the thanks she gets etc 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 at which point claudia decides she's had a fucking enough of this (laughs) yeah and she properly stands up to ashley which is good yes yeah and very overdue and delightful ashley says that claudia is ungrateful and foolish which is like, even when she loses her temper, she's pretentious. It's like, shut up, you're 12. Yeah. Call her a stinky pants or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. What 13 year old says you're foolish? But then Claudia is feeling um, actually pretty good about having done this and just 
really happy to be hanging out with the Radowskis. And then she decides that actually she really likes Jackie and she's going to make a sculpture of him, even if it's very mainstream to do a statue of like a living human, <laughs> a human. being, like some kind of bourgeois. Like, <laughs> oh my god she's 13 yeah <laughs> good for her though for striking out on her own um and jackie is so excited and I he's know, like you're gonna make a sculpture of me i know he's so flattered although he is a bit afraid that when she says she's gonna sculpt his head that it might hurt and she's like no 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 it's fine <laughs> i don't even have to touch you it's grand well he thinks she's gonna make a like a plaster cast of him <laughs> Instead of that makes sense. a I'm portrayal not sure of him. If it's that, or if he thinks that she's going to sculpt his head as you would sculpt a lump of clay. Like, mm. is she going to do some kind <laughs> I'm of. I'm not sure either, but yeah. I'm going to cut your head off yeah. and display it in an art gallery. I'm going to make it more artsy looking. <laughs> but yes, it's very sweet, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's really excited to be involved, and she. She has been feeling really blah about the sculpture project this entire time. And then she's actually really mm-hmm. energized and excited to be working on this because... Um, she's actually doing her own idea yeah. and not one of Ashley's. And her, her personal relationships with these kids are important to her. So she turns up to do some sketches and stuff and Marianne is there babysitting. So there's some awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley turns up and basically kicks off again, um, like, <laughs> just for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. She's seen Claudia's bike outside and turns up to berate her for babysitting again. And Claudia's <laughs> oh my like, God. I'm working on art. You should be happy with that. And she's like, not if you're making art of him. Oh boy. She's so awful. So Claudia basically kicks her out. Yeah. I feel like this whole scene is maybe contrived so that... Marianne, as a disinterested observer, can see just how (laughs) bizarre and mean Ashley actually is because she's totally like, yikes. Um, Okay, I kind of see what's been going on here now. And Claudia's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just going to be making art over here. um, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So Ashley glances out with the immortal parting words, you're ruining your career, you know. But these these children are <laughs> so young. <laughs> so yeah, Claudia um sits down and decides she she has to make amends so much that she has to do like a meta to do list of how many to do lists she has to do because she has so many like fires she has to put out <laughs> at this point. <laughs> So she calls Ashley to try and explain her whole thing um, and is like, I love art and I like hanging out with you, but I also like my other friends and my other activities. And Ashley's like, I understand and hangs up on her. (laughs) I was like, this is Claudia by far being the bigger person. Oh my God, so much. Even as a 13 year old, if I had wanted to be the bigger person and, and call and explain, I think I would have just ghosted have. them anyway. <laughs> yes. yes. Whereas now yes. I'm like, I'm going to ghost that person. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think I could have. I, I, I yeah. Yeah. See you, Ashley. Claudia is doing more than she needs here to like yeah. smooth things over with everyone, but Ashley throws it back in her face. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia does not need to worry about this angle at all. Yes. Anymore. Claudia then decides this is not that great of a loss. So she calls Stacy and apologizes. And Stacy is like, um, so I left another note under your pillow. <laughs> you should get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, she tells her to read it and then ignore it and throw it away. Whereas I think the smarter move would have been to say, please don't read it. Please just throw don't it away. read it. 
but I'm so glad we get to see it. Oh, yes. If you ever tell a person, look, I sent you an email, please delete it without reading. They will fucking read that. <laughs> oh, nothing gets me going to my inbox faster than a rescind notification on an email. <laughs> straight in to read that oh yeah the only thing you can do is say look i've changed my mind and i now don't want you to read it but i know you're going to read it anyway but let me just let the record say that i didn't want you to read it <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what that's what stace is doing here yeah she's just yeah. straight up acknowledging read it and then note that i did not want to read you to read it anymore <laughs> yes so the note yeah. says in my bread box of friends you are a crumb <laughs> I think that's what I said to Aoife when she cancelled on our last recording session. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I mean, it's, it's savage. It's I was so angry. Weird and obscure, but the intent is clear. <laughs> I will have you know that while I did cancel on our last recording for a D&D session that was planned in a really badly worded email, I didn't realise it was on. It seemed ambiguous, okay? Uh, that um, I have cancelled on a work team weekend away to record an episode of this oh no really <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> really i just messaged like can't go that weekend sorry guys bye that is so heartwarming well all right you're not a crumb we take it back thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. honored and loved uh delete that email that i sent you <laughs> <laughs> straight in to read it <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Claudia has um, made things good with the friends that are actually tolerable. <laughs> and she yeah. then sits down, does some time management and decides that she doesn't have time to enter the sculpture contest. So she withdraws. Her parents are delighted with this because she's doing it so that she can focus on her schoolwork, which mm-hmm. is just she parenting uh, oh yes then she finds another note in her room from christy which is a list of famous <laughs> jerks benedict arnold the wicked witch of the west claudia kishi can i can i jump in on this Do, point? yes yeah. yeah um so this for some reason stuck with me for years i was like okay benedict arnold i should note this down there's some reason i should know that this person is a jerk i don't but maybe I will discover over the years. But then I couldn't remember Benedict Arnold over the years. So um, I remember the list, but not the specifics of who was on it. And I'd be like, getting him confused with random other American historical figures. I'm like, why is Benjamin Franklin a jerk again? <laughs> um, was it Thomas Jefferson? Is it Tennessee Williams? Why are these people jerks? I'm a little bit of your grasp of history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Tennessee Williams is not a founding father okay no. not like the others well now I know that okay but now I also have access to Wikipedia and it was literally the other day I was like I should look this up so now I know who Benedict Arnold is okay I've kind of gone 37 years <laughs> knowing that Benedict Arnold committed some sort of betrayal possibly in the Revolutionary War but I've never known the details is this about to be a, a corrective I only know this from the Simpsons uh, literally, he he turned. He was a turncoat who went over to the Brits. He plotted to surrender West Point to the hated British, according to oh, okay. Tony's goons in that one episode. Oh my when god, Homer's a clown! <laughs> the uh, Simpsons okay. is so educational. It really is. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what happened. Um, Benjamin Franklin is completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> person who has the first same three letters of his name. <laughs> Tennessee um, Williams has been unfairly judged. <laughs> Poor old Tennessee Williams. <laughs> Poor 
Well, Tennessee Williams sort of just ended up on this list by accident. And, uh... <laughs> there things that sound like names, but mostly aren't <laughs> real names. <laughs> Benedict. Who's that? Um, yeah. So, uh, it's taken me to the age of 35 to work out what the actual historical reference was there. But thanks, Anna and Martin. Thanks. Now I know who Ben Dickdorn was. Well, we've all learned something. <laughs> <laughs> so Claudia is like knuckling down on her schoolwork. And there's also a lot of like weird plugging of the Newberry Medal winning books. Yeah, I know. That's uh, that. Which is a through... A, a theme in this like Claudia's class yeah. is reading books that have won the Newberry Medal as a project so she name checks lots of them and so many Newberry Medal books are typically very good my grandparents used to buy me lots and lots of Newberry Medal books <laughs> that's so typical all pretty good except for Sarah Plain and Tall which is super boring <laughs> so Do- at er, Claudia uh, <laughs> very late Claudia writes an apology poem uh, to the girls. It doesn't rhyme or scan very well. No, it's a bad poem. I'm not going to read it because it's a bad poem. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't realise it was a poem. The rhyming and scanning was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not good. So they all forgive her, which she's very surprised by. She thinks she's going to sort of have to work to get back in their good graces, but they're like, ah, no, it's fine. We're over this. The book's nearly over, so it's, it's fine. Was- <laughs> you know, I was like, you guys have been at least as bad as she has. Yeah. Come on. So maybe they're all sort of going, well, None of us okay. come out of this looking good. Yeah. There's an yeah. apology here. So let's just roll with that. Yeah. So <laughs> then the ending is that even though Claudia announced she was dropping out of the art contest, her teacher entered her project without her knowledge or consent anyway, because it was so good. I have questions. Yes, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. I, that seems like... Uh, thing that you should not do and uh, the teacher kind of yeah. knows that she shouldn't have done it and she's very apologetic and is like yeah I shouldn't have done this but it's I've done it now and it's too late so um yeah you're in the art contest so Claudia is like very embarrassed and afraid that everyone's gonna laugh at her piece because it's not finished mm-hmm. but it turns out fine she gets an honorable mention and the teacher actually tells her that if she had finished the sculpture of Jackie she probably would have won first prize mm-hmm. first prize instead goes to Ashley whose obnoxious, boring sculpture of a fire hydrant does have some artistic merit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that happens. I mean, I suppose it's it's worth knowing that Ashley is actually good at art. She's not completely mm-hmm. full of shit. She's just quite full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but she does have some actual talent. Somebody else entered a boxing cow. It didn't win an award. <laughs> because it's a boxing cow. It's like, yeah. okay, pick an inanimate object or an animal or a person, but don't... Put those things together. Uh, I think that's the, the real takeaway message from this book. I think it is. So Claudia like makes back up with the girls and mm-hmm. they're back eating lunch mm. together and she invites Ashley to join them because Claudia is just way nicer than Ashley deserves, honestly. Yeah. And Ashley is like very hesitant, but goes and sits down. And then it turns out that they do have one thing in common, which is that Ashley and Christy both like to make disgusting comparisons of what the canteen food looks like. Christy reckons that the pizza burger looks like a squirrel that got run over. Ashley (laughs) says that the meat smells like turpentine, rubber cement and acrylic paint, because of course all her references have to be art-based. Absolutely. But they're each a kind of uneasy... Detente. Detente, that's the word. Yes. (laughs) And Claudia sort of mentions that in the future, Ashley occasionally comes to eat with them, but usually eats alone uh, because she just cares about art. 
and it that's the it's a kind of an inconclusive ending like they don't mm. never speak yeah. again she doesn't become one of their actual friends she's just kind of she describes her as a sometimes friend yes uh, that this is the thing that got me from the start with this book it's like i mean claudia needed to be like <laughs> boundaries to ashley right but like even at the age of 13 i got the concept of having like different friend groups what w- mm. one topic friend yes like, this is the person I talk about this thing with. We don't really have anything else in common, but we're both into this thing. When I was reading this again, there was another character who was mentioned. It was called something like Fiona McRobbins, who is the second best artist oh, in yes. Claudia's class. And I was like, oh yeah. Fiona McRae. Yeah, Fiona McRae. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, she's going to be Ashley's friend. They're going to, they're going to hook up and they're going to be friends who can just be artists together and be obsessive about their particular thing because that is a a sustainable relationship in second year where you're both just intense nerds about something. But then that doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I was like, what? Did this get edited? (laughs) Maybe. I don't remember this. It is a bit inconclusive and I'm pretty sure we never ever hear about Ashley. Yeah, I don't think we do. I mean, I guess it's realistic in that like often that is how a friendship might end. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, always have a huge falling out where you never speak again but you just kind of occasionally say hi to each other the the people who you're you meet initially upon like starting in a new school your your friends groups just drift yeah you yeah. think you're going to be friends with these people and actually it's slightly different to what you imagined and that's fine yeah it's also a real uh real crush thing you know Mm. I have a crush on this person. I get to know them. They're not as great as mm-hmm. the imaginary person I had the crush on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. I guess we don't hate each other. Let's move on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 She resists the temptation to tie everything up too neatly. And yeah. I think that's good writing. But I think this is part of why I felt so unsure about this book as a kid. I just didn't really know. It, it was that line from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> is this a happy ending or a sad ending? It's an ending. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, um, that's very sort of classic American 20th century writing, actually. That's true. That's why I hate classic American 20th century writing. <laughs> 20th century writing. Thank you. Where is my happy ending? This is Fix why it. I only read genre. <laughs> Same. We go to the Simpsons when we want like realism. <laughs> this is a very open-ended problem. No, we need an ending, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is all far too realistic. We're yeah, we're just a little bit uneasy remembering the things that we did as young teenagers that maybe weren't. Yes, the best. feeling slightly called out by this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say it makes a great deal more sense now than it did. When I first read it. Yeah, everyone's motivations, I think, were very opaque to me as a kid. Yeah. And I do now understand this book. I did not get this book. I did not understand what sort of being Ashley was. Yeah. I didn't understand what Claudia saw in her. I was utterly blind to any possibility of anyone actually being attracted to anyone else. I just did not know what was happening. I didn't understand how outrageous the other babysitter's actions were. Yeah. I think I just kind of took those at face value and was like, this is what anyone would do in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I now, like, I I didn't realise what a bunch of dicks they were being. They really are. Yeah, they're they're being so unpleasant. Yeah. But we all learned who Benedict Arnold was and isn't that the main thing? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Um, I have written down the moral of the story is nothing about Ashley at all. It's don't allow your friends unsupervised access to your bedroom when you know they're mad at you. 
That is very sound advice. That is a moral for the ages. Also, don't stick your hand down the bath drain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, next week we're on a cruise. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Super special time! Super special! Yes, next week we are doing the first Super Special Babysitters on board, <laughs> which Karen has fond memories of, I have extremely vague memories of, and Aoife has no memories of. Never, never read. read. I never read it. The only Super Special I ever read was the one where they go skiing in Vermont. Uh, it's the first time I ever heard of Vermont. I definitely didn't read that one. <laughs> it's H.P. Lovecraft territory. It was the first Babysitter's Club book I ever read. My uh, cousin Amy had it with her when she came from Australia. Uh, to visit and she left Ooh. it with me because she was like yeah, I've already read that I didn't understand the concept of not wanting to reread a book and uh, so I great, yes. gratefully took it read it many times and then went and bought loads of Babysitter Club books nice I'm going to remember to plug our social media this time mm-hmm. Woo, we have social media we're on Instagram and Facebook as the podcast at Dawn's House and Tumblr I knew I was forgetting one and <laughs> we're on Twitter as Podcast Dawn and yes, we would love if you guys would say hello to us. Uh, we yes. also have an email that we check very, very rarely, which is the podcast at Dawn's house at gmail.com. Do we have an email? We do have an email. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really good to know. I don't have the login for it. So it's not me going to be checking it. Good when we guys. say we, it's Esther. Our resident Christy. Yes. Um, Aoife checks some of them. Um, and I skive around the outskirts going, woo, you guys are organized. I'm not organized. I just, I'm on Tumblr a lot anyway. So I do the Tumblr. <laughs> I did a PhD on blogging and then was like, I'm done with social media. I'm going to have a typewriter. <laughs> this seems reasonable. Yeah, you don't have a typewriter. Um, so yes, uh, come and say hello to us and uh, you will make our day if you do that just uh, uh, american jesse your tweets were screenshotted and shared to our group text <laughs> and we were very happy <laughs> there's a big lag between the point at which we um, record and the point at which it goes out yes. <laughs> but yes uh we discovered your tweets this week and we're like ah we have like a super fan this is amazing <laughs> two people like our things now. Two of them. We have two had two fan tweets uh, from American <laughs> Jessica and from Rachel, and you you brought us great joy and made us squeal a lot in the group chat. <laughs> Definitely both times. Like I I think I received the messages while at work in the middle of talking to a customer. And I probably did a poor job on the rest of that call because I was so happy and distracted. <laughs> you just gave someone a whole bunch of free stuff. Um, I like this is not to say that it's unusual for people to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners; they're just pretty quiet. <laughs> they're quiet, and we think we probably know a lot of them. You know, <laughs> so it's just really, really gratifying to get like confirmation that someone we're not actually related to. Um, or didn't go to school or college with yes aren't married to etc exactly (laughs) you know it surprises and delights us every time yep i have i have one last comment to make yeah which is that um jackie radowski breaking the doorbell was hilarious yes i'm sorry i genuinely laughed at the description of the doorbell as going boing boing bong bong. (laughs) yes and every doorbell that jackie radowski has come in contact with (laughs) makes the same noise and i feel I feel like Jackie Radeski may have had some kind of interaction with my doorbell. <laughs> um, actually, that's just the thing I've noticed. Millennials don't have functional doorbells. No, we just text to say I'm outside. <laughs> yeah, like it's because we don't need to fix them because we text to say we're outside. Whereas if you were older than us, you'd fix your doorbell. Yeah. 
I think someone stole my doorbell, but I haven't actually replaced it. So, yes, yeah. I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah. And in the bread box of friendship, you are a crumb. <sighs> you are so mean. <laughs> <laughs> the worst ever. spent too much time getting spelling tests really good in school guys yeah we we got too many 10 out of 10s and it's it's really affected us (laughs) yes like how dare you be right i'm cleverer than you i'm i'm usually writer than you are shut stop it (laughs) 